Hey, everybody. Welcome to uh, Believe Sports Business Sports Media, also heard on pod clips around the world. I'm Fred, along with uh, Mr. Mark Mancini, the world's worst sports handicap art source who runs Galaxy Sports out of Pennsylvania. I want to talk about Deion Sanders. I'm upset. First of all, I'm upset there was that uh, portal thing where everybody can just pick up and leave at will. But uh, 30, 40, 50 kids from Colorado football are leaving. Deion's come. I think he's trying to play God. He's not God last time I checked. Mark, is he God? What's going on? Well, he's not God. There's only one God. But, you know, when who, was who the last time? Who might what, that be? The, the guy above. Big Salmon. I'm just wondering. Right, but here, here's, the, here's the thing. When was the last time the Colorado Buffaloes have been relevant? He's bringing relevancy to uh, Colorado, and he's neon. The name neon. is Paul he's McCartney. Still... Not Paul McCartney, yeah. but Coach he, McCartney. <laughs> you know, the, la the last time Colorado saw this much excitement, John Denver was uh, leading the way. But, I mean, I, I, I like it. I like but it's it. not positive excitement. I think it's negative excitement, to tell you the truth. Well, I don't I mean, this has got to be horrible. You know, Fred, he came into he came in there and he told he said point blank to the kids <laughs> yeah. the first day he was there in, in that you know in, in that yeah. setting you know and he said, "Listen, a lot of you guys are not going to be here, you yeah. know, and it's going to be up to you to prove to me that you deserve to be here," and that probably put the fear of God in half the team. I mean, that's really not what you want to say in that situation because obviously. Those kids are good football players, or they wouldn't have a Division One scholarship. And your job as a coach in spring football is to find out who can play and who can't. Go ahead, Mark. Well, and not only that, Fred and, and Artie, if if he comes in there and lays a statement like that, over, I'm going to go up to Neon D and I'm going to say, I want to be playing for your program. What do I need to get to where you want to consider me for your program? And I think some of these guys, I think to a certain extent, guys, we live in a sensitive society today. So if you ruffle one of these kids' feathers, they want to transfer out. We've seen this with Slovis out of Pittsburgh. Now he's in BYU. He's at USC. Yeah. So yeah. I, 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 I think the biggest thing is if you, if you don't understand this guy or you've seen the clips of this guy, I'd like to play for a Deion Sanders. I'm going to well, figure out a way to bust my rear to can play I, for him. Can I, can I give you an example, Mark, honestly? Yeah. When I went to USC, I was recruited by John McKay. And McKay loved me. You know, and, and my, my question to him was, can I play on the golf team? He goes, yeah, it'd be great for your focus as a kicker. Yeah, what the heck? I don't need you in the spring. So I get there, have a good first year. Um, you know, then a new coach comes in, and, and and they call me in the office. And without even ever seeing me kick, they say, you'll never kick at the University of Southern California. And I kind of looked at him. I said, yeah, that's that, that's really fair. I said, I hope you waste two scholarships on another couple of kickers because I'm going <laughs> to kick their ass. OK, <laughs> and I got myself in great shape. I came back. I kicked the 57 yard field goal in practice one day that almost knocked Robinson off his little perch up there. <laughs> you know, yeah. he we're walking to dinner and he goes, God, I didn't even recognize you already. And I said, well, some people respond to negative criticism and other people respond to positive criticism. I said, well, I, I think you told me I'd never kick here. Now, what are you going to tell the, the parents of the two kickers you brought in? <laughs> Stick it to them. All right. Exactly. Let's talk about the uh, National Basketball Association and the L.A. Clippers who never win anything. Steve Ballmer does spend money. He's got two veteran players, Leonard and George, who are as talented as almost anybody in the league. But they're so injury prone that I think they only played like 35 games together all season long. And of course they lose in the, uh, in the playoffs, they brought uh, Russell Westbrook who played very well, can't shoot. But other than that, uh, 
played and one good game hard. shooting. <laughs> one game, good game. You know, he had a couple of good game shooting, but mostly he was two for nine and things like that. But exactly. he passed the ball. He played great defense. People wonder about that. And you got to remember something about Russell Westbrook. He's really left-handed. The only thing he does right-handed in life is shoot. So maybe that's why he's not a great shooter. But anyway, forget that. Of the three, people are talking. I think in the LA Times, there was a uh, opinion piece saying uh, that, uh, that the Clippers should get rid of uh, the two superstars. I didn't mention Westbrook for the two superstars. Art, do you think they should get rid of the two superstars? What should they do? No, I think they, they, they got one last chance. I think this will be the last chance. Tyron Lou indicates that, you know, he's going to surround these three guys with some young guys, which they need to have, and hopefully they'll come on up, much like the Lakers here at the end of the season this year, you know, make, putting Memphis in a situation where they're down three games to two, going into tonight's game at the, at the uh, what is it called, Crypto com arena there you go and uh so i mean hey two great games tonight you got golden state up against sacramento who has their star player out with the you know the tip of his finger and it looks like the both golden state and the and the lakers are going to go on but i think with Balmer's money and, and tyron lu i think the clippers if they could get that team healthy and, you know, we, we always talk about the NBA schedule being grueling in 82 games. I think it, it really, for veteran players, they need to, they actually need to play maybe 24 to 30 minutes as opposed to 30 to 45 minutes. Aaron Fox did play in game five. and He's, he's well enough to play tonight. So yeah. uh, uh, for, for well, Sacramento, I think probably Golden State will still win. You're on your shooting finger, I mean, you know, when you shoot a basketball, the last thing that kind of comes off is sure, your fingertips sure, sure. with that rotation. So I wonder, I mean, it's got to be a little bit debilitating mm-hmm. is my point. Well, let me tell you I, this. Also, I think Mike Brown did a tremendous job at this club. Did. First time in 17 years they make the playoffs. Coach of the year, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, uh, go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. Well, not only that, the Clippers will always be the redheaded stepchild in this city behind the Lakers. But when you look at it, I mean, I think with Westbrook over there, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard wanted him. You know, the injury bug stopped him. But when you look at the Lakers, you know, we had LeBron James almost run Spoltra out of Miami. What would he have done if Mike Brown was here? And this is a limited Laker offense, Fred, when you look at it. Dennis Schroeder, I don't know who he's throwing the ball to. He should have probably been out of the league a couple of years ago. And Anthony Davis, if one day he's not looking like Will Chamberlain, the other day he looks like Ronnie Sightly. So uh, I think the two guys that are really carrying the Lakers is I love Hachimura, and you got yeah. LeBron James. Uh, yeah. And Austin Reeves is playing well. Yeah. He is as well. Uh, hey, by the way, guys, you know, you know who signed a contract? Since we are talking Believe Sports Business, Lamar Jackson got his money. I mean, five years, $260 million. He's now the highest paid player. In professional sports, fifty-two million a year, and uh, one hundred eighty-five million of it is guaranteed. Now they got a new offensive coordinator in Todd Munkin from Georgia. How is that going to translate? They go out last night. They get Zay Flowers, a really good wide receiver. You know the Ravens are like eight and a half over under for the season. Do those numbers get adjusted a little bit? Well, do you think he's worth the money that he signed for? You tell me, or no, no. <laughs> I don't think not at all. Even- I don't think it's even close. Well, I think, think Baltimore I, got themselves between a rock and a hard spot. And I, know, think, go ahead, I think the team that stole the draft, I'll throw two teams out there. 
I think Seattle picked up some great defense back there. And the Eagles. And I think, and I think the Eagles stole two Georgia guys there in a competition. I mean, they got a whole defense of Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> Nolan, Nolan Smith Jr. and the big guy, Jalen Tucker. Wow. And, of course, Aaron Rodgers, uh, I guess, actually will be a Jet wearing number eight. Yeah. Uh, how do you think he'll do, Art, uh, with the Jets' offense? And, uh, you know, they, they mentioned something interesting. They say, well, Nate Hackett is, again, he's going to be his offensive coordinator or quarterback coach or something. Now, he was a great coach this year with Denver. I remember him running around USC when he was three years old. Nate Hackett, <laughs> Nate, Nate Hackett is a genius, no question about that. He was a genius. Right. <laughs> Explain to me why Nate Hackett can help. Rogers, help me out. Uh, I just yeah. think I just think they're buddies, and and I think there's a, a little kismet there. Um, Nathaniel Hackett's dad was a heck of an offensive mind, yes. Paul Hackett. Um, I just don't understand what happened in Denver. You know, I mean, he lost complete control mm -hmm. of that team, and 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 you know, but this is the NFL. They regurgitate co coaches. I mean, you get. I mean, North Turner, my old special teams coach at SC was fired, I think, six or seven times by seven different franchises. And he's still considered one of the great offensive coordinators, along with Ernie Zampezi and Don Coriel. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't – I, I, I want to see the Jets do well for the great fans of New York, but I just don't quite get it. We talked about it on Sports Overnight. He's going to be playing on a field with that AstroTurf that really takes a toll on you. And he's 39 years old, soon to be 40. Mark, it has to it has to make an effect on you. Well, it does take an effect on you. But, you know, when he was with Hackett, he won MVPs there in, in Green Bay. Did uh, he win any guys, titles? Yeah. Uh, some some guys are more suited to, to, to stay in their own role. Be careful for what you want. Look at Josh yeah. McDaniels. If he stayed in New England, great offensive coordinator. Mike Patricia now, Matt Patricia is over there in Philadelphia as a defensive coordinator now. What happened there between him and Belichick? I yeah. thought they were yeah. going to be together forever. Yeah. That's bizarre. Definitely. And he no. was the offensive coordinator in New England. <laughs> yeah. How can a defensive mastermind be an offensive coordinator? <laughs> okay. I want to talk about a coach. Watching the draft uh, on Thursday night, the first round uh, of the draft, I mean, uh, if you're Nick Saban, and you've got what three kids drafted in the first ten or twelve, whatever yeah. it was. That's a, that. Yeah. Don't you find that unbelievable? I think he's had how many since two hundred five? He's had like, eight years, eight years in a row, at least one. But I mean, he's had between, a, between Georgia and Alabama, Fred. I mean, they dominated. They both had three players in the first round. <laughs> you know, uh, it's just the SEC. Those two teams, they just continually get the players. And you know, Jahir Jahir Gibbs is amazing. The kid that I'm looking forward to really watching in Atlanta is Bijan Robinson. You know, I mean, we've been downgrading I mean, running backs in the NFL for years. This kid's special. And Fred, like you were talking about off the air, you saw an interview with him. He's well-spoken. He's a gentleman. Yeah. Um, I think this is, he's got a chance to really be something special down in Atlanta. Well, that not well, only hang, hang on, hang on one second. How much money do you think he was making at Texas? Art. They said up, upwards of $2 million. <laughs> he had a deal with Maserati. Okay. And he had a deal with Bijan, Dijon yeah. mustard. <laughs> it's hard for me to say that I got all Frenched out there, but, but he's a, he's a marketing guru and he's probably going to take a pay cut. Pay cut to play in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I love the, the NIL because the, the NCAA was so brilliant. 
Mark, you think the NIL was totally brilliant with allowing these kids to go out and uh, sell themselves? Yeah, they've, they've, they've taken it and run with it. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you one thing, guys, and we've talked about this before. Keep your eyes on the Dirty Birds down south, the Falcons. They're coming, man. They've shored up that defense. They brought some they guys. They said Ritter. Ritter has really made some progress. Yeah, and they, brought, and, and they brought they brought the eighth pick in there. But I will tell you this. I'm high on what the Colts did with Richardson. I think he'll be better than Stroud and Young. What a phenomenal physical plant to play quarterback. <laughs> Six okay, foot so four, 244 pounds, can run a <laughs> four, three, five. Marona Mia. <laughs> that is just unbelievable. Yeah. How come Kentucky's quarterback was not taken, Art? Yeah. I you know, I, I, I kind of, oh, I, I think he might be a little bit of a, I think on? he might be a little bit of a hard headed kid. Something going um, on. I watched, I watched the, the way they put him on camera last night and he was there. There's a reason why he left Penn state and we've yeah. never figured out what that was. Cause I mean, you know, he had all the talent in the world and the other kid beat him out, you know, and I'm not saying he might not become a great quarterback. He might get taken in the second round and, the kid has the physical tools to be incredible. I mean, he is a big, strong, uh, reminds me of Buffalo's quarterback in that sense. Right. You know, I, but we'll see. There's something in there somewhere. What was funny is how the NFL spun it to where it was C.J. Stroud they were trying to, to say had some some problems, and yet he was like the second or third pick in the draft. Well, what about so, Joey mean, Porter Jr.? He didn't even yeah, get, he didn't picked get picked up in the first either. round. Steelers have the first pick tonight. So There's I mean, it ought to be something. interesting. Remember the movie yeah. with Kevin Costner? Yes. When he was general manager in Cleveland. Yes. Cleveland, and you found something out about the quarterback that none of his teammates came to his birthday party, and the end of the story yeah. was he didn't that get drafted. Could be what we're talking about here, Fred. I don't know. You know, I mean, they they do these wonderlick tests, and they you know they put these kids through. I mean, it wasn't like when I played football where you came in and you kicked the ball. And they said, wow, you got a great leg. We're going to sign you. Okay. You know, the, you, you, you know, eventually you had to take all the tests and everything. But, you know, I, I think about Pat McAnally scoring 50 out of 50 on the Wonderlake test, the Harvard punter. I mean, really? Are you kidding me? That's just yeah. unbelievable. All right. Final question today right here in Believe Sports Business Sports Media. Also heard on pod clips. I'm totally wrong. I opened the season saying the Dodgers are going to win 91 games. No, seriously. I now say 81. Over or under art source eighty one that would split the. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, uh, oh, they're gonna win eighty four or eighty five games. They're not going anywhere though. All right, all right, Mark. I know you hate the Dodgers, but I, I'm saying eighty one. Over. Well, or I'm under? I'm figuring seventy five. <laughs> um, that's no, and it, because it's a patchwork pitching staff. Uh, I I say seventy five. I will tell you this. I got how many San Diego gonna win. I think San Diego's going to catch fire here, and, and they'll do 94, some 90, 90, Yeah, 94. I really do. They're trying to work it out right now, but I'm excited in Pittsburgh. I got the cigar lit. I just need a lighter to keep best record in the na- best record of the National League. They've won nine of their last ten. They're <laughs> and they got a ten million dollar payroll. And I want to watch the game tonight, and they got rained out in St. Louis. The only negative with the San Diego Padres, they have too many shortstops. Folks, yes, I'm, kid- I'm, ki- I'm kidding, <laughs> folks. That's a, that's a pretty good positive to have four, four, sharp, five shortstops uh, starting for you. It makes you pretty talented defensively, in my humble opinion. For Mark, for Art, for Mario, I'm Fred. 
Stay tuned for more of uh, Lee Sports <laughs> Business Sports Media, also heard on Pod Clips around the world. Bye, everybody.